0: Hey y'all, welcome back to episode 85 of the Late Night Vision Show. we got a great show for you today. Uh, I'll get into what the details are here pretty soon, but before that, going to introduce my good buddy, the owner of Outdoor Legacy Gear, Mr. Jason Robertson. What's going on? How are you doing, sir?
1: I am doing great. I am uh, with uh, the countdown to Christmas is here. It is, yeah. And uh, I still don't have my wife really anything. So I don't know what we're going to do about that, but, uh, you know, I don't know if we've talked about this, but this is kind of a trap because my wife and I started a deal, you know, a long time ago of like, Hey, you know what? We just won't get each other much. We don't need anything. And, you you know, we'll go do something one weekend and that's better than buying each other some junk we don't need. And, uh, then slowly. I don't know what's happened. It didn't start with me. I can tell you (laughs) my wife will buy something and then I kind of have to go buy something. And so this year I haven't really thought about it at all. And uh, the kids came in there like, daddy, you've got three presents under the tree. And I'm like, three presents? No. And so uh, I asked her, I said, hey, I said, Man, I didn't think we were getting each other anything. Oh, oh, don't worry about that. That's no big deal. Well, come on. You think (laughs) I'm, yeah, come on. So I'm like, what do you want? Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Finally, she goes, I'd like a new laptop. I'm like a laptop. I mean, I'm thinking Man. like a candle or something. I don't know, but yeah. you know, some oven mitts. But gosh, <laughs> dog. A,
0: well, a laptop. It's, it's yeah. It's funny and a good segue into the topic of next week's show. So y'all need to tune in next week because uh, obviously Christmas is in a week. We'll we'll be doing a Christmas, a special Christmas episode. But it's going to be uh, our favorite gifts that we bought ourselves and they're geared towards hunting. So y'all can just imagine, but our our favorite Christmas gifts that we bought ourselves this year. And I have to tell you, I'm a little bit nervous about this show because I don't know if I'm comfortable talking about everything that I bought myself. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to talk about everything. (laughs) uh, Especially knowing that my wife usually listens to about the first 10 minutes of every episode, really until we get into hog hunting, coyote hunting, all the, you know, the, the good meat and potatoes of the show. She watches the intros, but there's a lot of stuff that I don't know if I'm okay with her knowing that I've bought, but I'm going to lay it out on the table next week. Y'all come and check it out. I've bought myself a lot of great stuff this year. I must've been pretty good because <laughs> I've rewarded myself uh, a lot. I bought myself a lot, a lot of things I'm excited about. And, um, yeah, so y'all need to definitely tune in for that. I will probably get in a lot of trouble though, because, um, might be Basically, what he's
1: what he's saying is there's going to be some good stuff for sale cheap on the first of well, January.
0: It was like the wives episode when they said uh, don't buy something and not tell your wife, and, and nothing huge like this. But you know, I, I pick up little stuff here and there. Um, my definition of little might be different than other people's definition there of little, you but go. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, y'all definitely need to check it out because these are going to be. Uh, stuff geared towards hog predator hunting thermal and night vision stuff um, that uh, you know that we have bought for ourselves something that I have talked to you about that I'm super excited about and we have a pretty lame if you ask me it is a lame rule because I bought myself a gift and told my wife hey I'm excited about this I can't wait to use it well since she considers it a Christmas gift I'm not allowed to use it till Christmas. And I said, well, what if I want to play with it now? And she said, well, it's a Christmas gift. You can't play with it until Christmas. So it's, uh, that I'm is the, lamest, the it, That is the it silliest is. rule of her. What are you three? I think mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I wanted, I was so, mm. I'm, I'm still, I've talked to you about it a bunch, but I'm super pumped about this gift. I'm going to share next week, but I just, I'm, I want to get out and play with it. And she said, no, I, it's I'm a not, Christmas gift. I'm not going to lie to
1: you. We did talk about it, and I have no recollection of what it is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I so remember, obviously you
0: didn't think it was that great. <laughs> I
1: remember vaguely us talking about it, but I have no idea. So it's going to be a surprise well, to, to me not,
0: yeah, it will be. It will be a surprise, but you thought so much of it that you uh, sent me a message back oh, that you Oh, I do know one. what it is. God, hey, <laughs> okay. we're
1: just teasing people. I do know what it is. That's I do. I want one, and I was hoping that yeah. it was Christmas, and you might take that as a hint that yeah, I wanted yeah. one, but okay. I'm
0: terrible with hints. Gosh, wow. Anyway, so, um, Well, tune in next yeah, week so for that. It's going to be a fun week. show. We're going to be kicked It'll back. Be a fun and, show. Yeah, it's
1: going to be Christmas we'll, week. So we're going to goof off. We'll
0: be talking a little bit about hunting, but this week, uh, this is a big show. We are rounding and I guess we didn't go in uh, value or numerical order because we are doing our best of, we are finishing up our best of series and we are finishing with the least expensive thermal scopes. And we're, we're uh, talking about, and we're going to run down our choice for best entry-level thermal right this moment. Jason's going to run down some of the specs. Uh, We're going to give our favorites. I think him and I are going to arm wrestle over the end, because this is the one that you and I have probably disagreed on the most. So so. I'm going to let you run it. Go ahead and tell us who the contenders are and run down the specs. Okay.
1: So let's start with this. And I'm going to talk about Uh, two companies that aren't going to be in the mix. And and people go, well, why are you talking about them? I'm going to tell you why. The first is going to be somebody we're getting a lot of questions about. uh, We've mentioned briefly on the show, and that is AGM, uh, formerly PRG. I'm not going to get into the whole story of that company. But what I will say is they do have some scopes uh, that are called micros. And from uh, all accounts, they're great little scopes uh, they were originally in the twenty-five and twenty-eight hundred dollar price range, and so they were definitely going to be contenders in this. But uh, when they did this switch over to the brand name AGM, the prices changed, and now those scopes are coming in at uh, basically three grand and thirty-five hundred. So twenty-nine ninety-nine and thirty-four ninety something. So th- th- again, three grand and thirty-five hundred, and so. Uh, that really kind of took the value out of those optics and it really took them out of this, what we would consider an entry-level price range. Uh, Also, uh, at the time, there was no internal video recording, nothing to really make those scopes, in my opinion, attractive at these three and $3,500 price range. Looks like there's some new stuff going on there uh, with some video recording and things. So we're going to be talking about them hopefully very soon. I'm in talks with AGM again right now about getting some of those optics uh, for us to test out. So stay tuned on that. But we're going to take AGM out. We know there's going to be people ask, say, hey, you know, I'm seeing these scopes and they're 22, dollars 2300 $2,500, whatever. Those are the uh, discontinued PRG units. Uh, you know, PRG doesn't exist anymore. It's AGM. Yeah. And so some of those units are still being closed out, what have you. So that's that story. Uh, we're not not doing any kind of uh, intentional disservice to them, and we hope to be talking about them more mm-hmm. in 2020. we were already uh, uh, setting up our meetings at SHOT Show with them. Uh, the other one is going to be the ATN. ATN has a, a Thor LT. As you all know, we don't do ATN reviews on this show. Um, we had, we've got into that before of just our reasoning, but we did. We'd had so many... Uh, questions, mm-hmm. comments, requests. I mean, Hans knows this. Lots of people yeah. have asked a about lot of questions lot yeah. about the uh, ATN Thor LT. It's a mm-hmm. little, you know, 11, $1, $1,200 unit. They've got two models and we had so many questions and there's kind of such a, a, you know, hubbub about this scope, people wanting to know how it really was. Uh, so, I went out and bought
0: one. Uh, I bought one and paid full price for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, that's another story. So, yeah. <laughs> You didn't want, to owe, didn't want to owe anybody any favors. I so, didn't want to owe anybody uh, any you, favors. Exactly. No. So, so,
1: yeah. so I, I bought one. Hans and I both tested it. And I, I'm going to shoot you straight on it. Um, it. It's not, the image quality is not terrible. But in, in our opinion, uh, the unit just does not, uh, meet the quality standards that we would require to to really get in the running here with these other
0: optics yeah and and i 'll be specific about that too with my experience the the eye relief um was was really tough for me the eye relief it's on not it, it almost yeah, it 's not just the yeah. eye
1: relief it 's the whole eye piece it's there's yeah, it's it 's terrible
0: um yeah, yeah, it was like that for some reason if your eye is not perfectly yes. aligned with the eyepiece in that scope, you're going to see a black screen. And it's almost like using um a it's almost like you and I hate saying it, but it's almost like using a a bad daytime optic or something. Yeah, there, it was it, I, it was no, tough. I don't
1: disagree. Tough. I have seen some very uh, very cheap like I don't know, I mean, old Tasco scopes or something. I mean, maybe even no name brand that where you, your eye you just can't find that yeah. spot. I, I had that issue with it. I don't, I don't. I want to sit here and tear this scope down. Okay, there's a couple of issues. the The calibration was very, very rough. Uh, it would flash. It hurt my eyes. Or several things about it. Now, overall mm-hmm. image quality, I didn't think was bad. I mean, for for yeah, what it, it was for the money, the image quality right. wasn't bad, but it. The whole unit just felt
0: okay. I'm, well, yeah, we're, we're yeah, taking yeah, it out it was, of the running, and yeah, yeah, it's not in the running. It it I think, um, like you said, if you get it lined up perfect, you look through it. Um, it's it the the image is not bad. If you turn it, if you turn it and scan to the side, it flashed bright white because the the calibration was trying to adjust to the different contrast of of the objects you were looking. But, you know, I think that there could be some improvements on that unit that could make it a decent unit unit. So maybe moving forward, they improve it, make it better. Maybe at some point it will be in contention, but as it is right now, uh, we, we really didn't consider it other than the testing that we did on it. Yeah.
1: And, and the other thing is that we've been down this road before is there's also the customer service issue uh, and the reliability issue that, that ATN has experienced that we personally have experienced um, as you know, uh, formerly selling their optics,
0: uh, been down this road, guys. So you know, there's been a there was a lot of fuss when those LTS came out because of the price point. But uh-huh. to tell you the truth, man, now just thinking about it, I don't see anybody or hear anybody talking about it or using it. I, I, Not I, much. I, I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't hear of anybody anybody using it. So maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm, I'm, sure they,
1: yeah, I'm sure they sell and they're out there. It is what it is. Um, mm. If somebody wants to buy one cheap, I have one uh, that is <laughs> trying is, to get, is trying li- to get right like new in the box. Uh, yeah, s- send me yeah. an email and I'll make you a heck of a deal <laughs> on it. Uh, okay. So with that aside, again, not trying to be mean there folks, but listen, uh, all joking aside, I bought that thing, paid for it for us to test it. So, I don't want to yeah. hear from the, the the guys that go, oh, you're just, you know, look, we did it. We gave it a whirl just because we wanted to see. And yeah. and I will admit image quality was uh, better than I expected. I, I don't think it's great by any means, but I think it's better than I expected. So we're going to go on now.
0: That is, that is the honest truth. Not too many is. people, companies, and I think shows will say we bought a $1,100 unit just to test it and give it a fair shot. So sure. That's it's been done. The it's testing's been done. Been done and and
1: it. here's the deal. If if you think that uh you know if you think this is all just for us to bash them, well, I'm losing money to to bash the yeah. scope. So this yeah, is, there's there's better ways to lose money than that. But anyway, moving. Good on. luck selling
0: so, that thing. Good luck selling that thing uh, after that. Oh, I know. That, I know exactly. That brilliant, I, bright review. I think I'm gonna <laughs>
1: I'm gonna have to give it to Goodwill and get a tax donation. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's talk about the scopes that are in contention. This is going to be no surprise to anybody uh, because we've talked about them many times on the show before. But we have the, the uh, FLIR Thermosite Pro PTS two three three and the Pulsar Core RXQ thirty V. Now those two scopes have been for the last couple years the go to scopes. Uh, everybody knows about them. Uh, they are the uh, entry level thermal. Uh, the rxq is 1899 the pts 233 is 2199 so they've been the place to go uh, for a lot of people to get their feet wet in the thermal industry hans and i have uh, uh, have used both of these scopes extensively we've both killed a bunch of hogs with both units and really like them uh, very familiar with them so if you go back, we've got an episode where we compared these two optics. And uh, I know it's been, uh, it might even been, I guess it was played last year. So I know a lot of people yeah, haven't. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, haven't heard that. And so what I'm going to say is we're going to kind of go of an in-between. We're not going to get maybe into every single thing we talked about in that review. But there are some changes well, that have happened that well, I want to bring up.
0: Yeah. And one of those things, and what we'll talk about last time we compared these two, the core heart had the green screen, and that was one of the things that I didn't really care for. And That's you're about right. to talk about one of the changes, but yeah, it's been that long.
1: Thank you for stealing my thunder. That was awesome. Hey, but anyway, for, yeah. man? <laughs> no, for? and and so yeah, we we I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into that in just a minute, but. Uh, I guess the point is, if you're one of our weekly listeners, I know you're going to be like, "Gosh, I'm tired of hearing these guys talk about these two scopes." But hey, it's been a long time, and these are the two scopes that are really the contenders in this this mm. price range. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in there to what what Hans just said, and he is right. <laughs> if you <laughs> Mr. Thunderstealer. So, I'm just
0: trying to get it. I'm just, you know, the the fans demand that I get to speak at least once every that's ten minutes. So I'm trying to get my quota in. I've got so.
1: there's a lot of business to do here. You can yeah, come in yeah. when the nitty gritty comes, but you know this is there the business. Go, no, so with with that said, uh, as Hans alluded to, uh, the RXQ when it was first released in um, January of 2017, or when it was announced, anyway had a green display screen and it had, we don't know exactly what they were doing. It had some sort of a green filter over it. And there is no review on YouTube, anywhere on the internet that's any you know review worth its salt, that that can't be a major part of the discussion because it was weird. It was an anomaly and some people loved it. Some people hated it. A lot of people didn't really care. But it was one of those things that you couldn't not talk about it because it was the only yeah. weapons mountable thermal rifle scope on the market that had a green tint on the screen. And so we we always had to dedicate a lot of time to discussing that. And as long as that optic exists, we'll probably continue to have to discuss that because people yeah. know it by that and all the old reviews talk about that. So right. uh, starting in uh, January of this year, they took it off the market for about three or four months uh intentionally to take that green display off since it's come back uh, it now has a black and white am oled display and that is just the standard display that is in all of the pulsars so that's the last we'll talk about the green Uh, uh, it is again just a standard black and white display and and one thing i'm going to say i guess is what we may get into a little bit more is um it did change the image quality. Actually, improved it with that green going away, which is, is kind of mm. strange. I mean, not that the green was bad, but there was a slight improvement. So, I'm going to go over these specs real quick, and then I'll let Hans jump in here, and uh, we can we can hash out these two these two optics. The RXQ30V, as I mentioned by Pulsar, is 18.99. It is, in our opinion, the least expensive. Uh, quality thermal monocular, not monocular, thermal rifle scope on the market. It's got a 1.6 power base magnification. It's got a thermal core 384 by 288 pixel resolution at 17 microns. It's got a 50 hertz refresh rate with a 22 millimeter objective lens. It is a fixed focus. You cannot focus the objective lens. It's focused to infinity. We'll talk a little more about that later. It does have uh, the Pulsar feature of picture-in-picture picture built in. It also has one-shot zero, and it comes with a standard eight and a half inch long and non-quick detach mount in the box. You can buy a Pulsar quick detach mount for a hundred dollars extra. Uh, that is an option. There's also some other mounts, the Zero Delta, and some things. Uh, that's the RXQ. Moving over to the FLIR Thermosite Pro PTS233. It comes in at 21.99. And when I go over these specs, if you listen close, you're going to think this is a twin separated at birth. <laughs> it's 1.5 power as compared to the 1.6 uh, on the RXQ. It's 320 by 256 uh, thermal core resolution at 12 microns, 60 Hertz refresh rate, 19 millimeter objective lens it too is a fixed focus and the uh, 233 does have internal video recording no audio but just video Um, and it does have a uh, color palettes that you can you know besides just white hot and black hot you can do all the different colors and you can also change the colors of the crosshairs and it comes with a very high quality American Defense Manufacturing QD mount that is a return to zero mount. It is already attached to it for that price of $21.99. Now, before I just want to go back a couple quick things. I didn't mention any kind of video on the RXQ, and that's something extremely important to know. There is no video out options you cannot record video you can't stream video nothing it is it is a just a simple unit with no video recording the 233 as i said does record video no audio there's no streaming uh on that optic and um there was one more thing i was thinking about on both these i was going to say i don't remember what it is but that is Um, the that's the basics on them
0: Well, I'm sure it was going to be awesome. I know what it was. Batteries, batteries.
1: (laughs) Hang on. Both take two CR123A batteries and both will use any USB external battery pack for external power. So battery life is going to be very similar on these two.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I remember standing out behind your house one night, looking through the brand new core with the, with the improved screen and you and I, had a very friendly debate over the 233 and the, the new core RX Q30 V. It was so bad so, that I
1: wanted you to sleep in your truck that
0: night. Cause I was not,
1: <laughs> I was, I was unhappy in questioning your professional opinion altogether of if yeah. you should even be allowed back on this podcast back but, on the but show, but it was very, should friendly. I even be
0: allowed to, yeah. Should I even be allowed to own a thermal? So, <laughs> you know, so I guess this is the segment of the show where, I give my opinion on which one I think is better. And I try to convince you that you're wrong. And it, it just lot. ends in a, it, we end storm out of the, our studios. And, exactly. Yeah. Well, so Jason is right. We, you and I have used these scopes a lot. Um, big fans of both of these scopes. Uh, I think the, the improvement on the pulsar core RX Q30 V changing it from a green screen over to the standard thermal screen um, was a huge improvement. I'm going to say that and be on the record for that. I was not a fan of the green screen, but you are correct. There were a lot of people that said, Hey, I like it. And I think I actually prefer it. Uh, and then there were some people that say, there's no way I, I want that. There's, I, I can't stand that. And i I need something else. So there, you know, basically people had strong opinions in, in either direction, but I think, um, what, well, well, before you I, say,
1: i want (laughs) to i want to say this let's talk let's let people know that that haven't used these optics maybe considering them Mm -hmm. what do you think is a reasonable shooting distance bringing in the fact that they're both very low magnification um a standard resolution and they have a fixed focus what what do you what do you think that the reasonable identification and shooting ranges are
0: uh id range i mean you're going to be maxing out at 200 yeah. max. Um, I think if you can shoot a coyote at 150 yards with a poor pulsar core RX Q30 V or a PTS two, three, three, then you need to be on the Olympic rifle team. Oh my uh, no No, yeah. no, but, but it 150 is one hundred fifty yard yeah. shot on a coyote with any thermal is not an easy, is not an easy shot. I don't care if you've right. got a, a $7,000 thermal 150 yard shot um, on a coyote is, is not a gimme. So I I will say there's no gimmies with coyotes. There's no, there's no gimme. Um, I think, you know, max shooting on a, you know, a normal, uh, average hunter, um, should feel pretty comfortable taking about a hundred yard shot with it. Maybe a little bit more, uh, depending on the size of the the target you're shooting at. But, but I would say,
1: uh, yeah, I would say this though, a hundred yards, Yes, but I do think that if you use your zoom one time and you bump up to three power on the 233 or 3.2 power, or maybe use your picture in picture, uh, I think mm-hmm. 150 to 175 yard shot on a hog or you know possibly a coyote in the right conditions yeah. is definitely doable. But I it agree, T- 200 yards max. I mean, that's, yeah, that's gonna be a long me, ways.
0: When people ask me about either one of these scopes, I typically tell them this is a, uh, a hundred yard scope. And what I mean by that, that doesn't mean you can only take hundred yard shots. This is for somebody that regularly, that's the majority, the vast majority of the time they're shooting under a hundred yards. So yes, you can make a 150 yard shot, probably not too terribly difficult um, to do. You know, like like I said, with somebody that's, that's above an average hunter or, or even, you know, does it several times a year. Um, But, Uh, you know, that's, that's what I would say say
1: this. And in, in my defense of that, there's people right now, sucking air going, oh my gosh, you can shoot further than that. But, but I would also say, if you take something like the Pulsar trail XP 50, that's a 640 resolution, $5,000 scope that you and I used, uh, both for a couple of years, 1.6 power. And we would have said that is generally a, you know, you need to be shooting 150 yards or less doesn't mean that you couldn't zoom up and take a two or 220, yeah. but I mean, that's so when you say a hundred yards, I agree with that. I would take a $5,000, dollars six forty scope. And again, based on that base magnification, I would say, yeah, you don't want to be shooting that far. Well, so I, I absolutely yeah. agree with you there. It generally I, you need to be shooting hundred, hundred and twenty five hundred, 125
0: yards or less. Yeah. Regular routinely under that yardage. Now I shot a, a coyote at 218 yards with a pulsar Trail XP50 with a 640 resolution, and in that scope on that video, that thing looked like it was a mile away, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, that's right. the, so yeah, but routinely taken under 100 yards, and that's why I say it's a 100 yard scope. Shooting hogs or coyotes, we got a lot of people that uh shoot like me, shoot hogs at 50 yards and and shoot coyotes or hunt coyotes that are in uh log and temper sets, and you know, they get them in closer than normal, but. That's what I'm going to say. You know, max ID range you're going to be um, a couple hundred yards. Yep. Shooting max is going to be about 150.
1: Yep, I, I think that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. Um, I, I think there's. I think there's people that are going to be shooting further than that. But yeah, I think generally <laughs> speaking, hey. that's. That's I've a, been known
0: uh, to take shots sometimes that I, longer than I should be trying to take, but hey, man, you never know unless you throw it out there. And with that Just yeah. send it. Just send so, it. Right? So <laughs> I, I want to speak
1: to one thing quickly and, and we can kind of get into you know, what we like and, and dislike, but a lot of people get confused with the fixed focus. And okay. so people say, does that mean everything's going to be blurry? And I told a guy on this, the phone on the phone, um, I was either today or, or Friday or I'm not sure what day, but it was a couple days ago. He's, I think he thought I was like pulling a salesman line here, but I'm not, and I'm gonna explain it. He said, does that mean that things are blurry? Because it's a fixed focus, so everything can't be in focus or so things blurry. And I said, no, things aren't blurry, but it means not everything is super sharp. And he was like, so not sharp is blurry. And I was like, no. And I'm, I'm, I'm be, this is very specific. If you could focus this thing. So when you look out there and let's say you got a coyote at a uh, 200 yards, you know, or a hog and you can, I am 99% sure that's a coyote or not. that's a hog. If you could reach up there, it's not that it's folk. It's out of focus. It's just not quite sharp enough. And if you could focus it, you would just, touch that focus on that objective a little bit and it would clear up and you'd go, Oh yeah. And that's what you would do on a more expensive scope. So I just, I wanted to let people know what that means that it's just not as sharp at those longer distances. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think sharpness at 30, 40, 50, 60, 75 yards is, is a problem at all. I mean, I don't know that, mm-hmm. that if you, uh, had a focusable objective, it'd even really be any clearer, at those closer ranges it's those long ranges where it you just don't have that edge and that's what yeah, keeps looks you cool. from yeah. IDing.
0: yeah a little a little fuzzy on the edges around the edges mm-hmm. uh, at those long ranges but so to get back man you've been you're stepping in on my time now I'm oh like, oh i'm
1: sorry <laughs> all right I, i'll count to 60 <laughs> yeah
0: hopefully the talk the clock's not still talking uh ticking so i have more time to spread it out but now um you're more than welcome to interrupt me but uh, I want to, let me go ahead and give my a pick and, and kind of Already? explain how we got all there. Right, all right. Well, so like I said, you and I have de- debated this, our favorite scopes. Um, I will say this, both of them are solid scopes. Um, both of them have performed well over time, durable, uh, both of them are, are quality scopes. I think you and I can agree that, um, of the two companies that Pulsar has the best customer service, I don't think there's any doubt, or you're going to hear any argument on the other side, as far as FLIR, not that it's, FLIR is, uh, is terrible, but, um, of the two Pulsar has got the better customer service. I don't now, even I think say, FLIR would argue with that.
1: <laughs> I mean, Man, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't mean it bad about FLIR. About I'm just like, Pulsar has made themselves a reputation for
0: yeah. that, you know? So I will say this, um, the Pulsar Core now that it has the new screen is a uh, slightly crisper of an image produces uh, slightly crisper hang, of an on, say
1: image. It, say it louder into the microphone. I just just I, need, to, I, need and to. And this <laughs> is something
0: that I've had to come around on, and I've I, I'm eating a little crow on this. So <laughs> bear with. Hey, it's you know don't kick a man when he's trying to. Uh, oh admit man, that he's no, wrong. I just
1: need to make sure the world hears this.
0: Yeah, so it does have a little bit crisper of an image. Now it also gives the impression that it's a little bit grainier. Uh, and that, I don't think that that's debatable at all, but it, it does have a, a slightly better image. Um, the FLIR to me, um, for $300 more, you're getting an internal video recorder and so many there's now I will say this. There's a lot of people that call in and say, I don't want any bells and whistles. I don't care about recording. I don't care about any of the, any of that stuff. But when you say, you know what, for a few hundred dollars more, you can have a great scope and it has a recorder and they say, well, you know, it might not be that bad of an idea to be able to tape some hunts or, you know, get some footage or anything like that. So I, I am picking as my favorite or best entry level thermal, in my opinion, would be the FLIR PTS 233, not because of it produces a better picture or, or the, you know, the quality of the unit is any better than the core because I think that they're, they're both good. I like having an internal video recorder. And I think for $300 more to to be able to get that feature, I think it's the most, the best value for the money. And, um, you're probably going to disagree and you're going to tell me why I'm wrong, but, I uh, you know, they're well, both, they're both good. Units, yeah. They're
1: both good. But
0: it, like I said, the core slightly better image, but not considerably i mean i don't think yeah, it's I agree. off the uh, chart I, agree I don't think it's that. off the chart so what say you
1: i really i do like them both but i i just have always been this rxq fan i mean i just think i, know, man. It's like, it, I think it, it is somebody i sleep it, with one you, under my pillow so you, I, know. you must well you must. according I mean, to according to uh uh all the late night vision show haters that leave comments uh at <sighs> I mean I'm sorry ATN. uh well there <laughs> that's another story pulsar's paying me so that's that's what it's about i'll well, tell you what I'm, every
0: pulsar product that's ever been tested on the show was bought and paid for by outdoor legacy gear and there's fact. been no there's been no free scopes isn't no that nothing the every truth. And well, I'll tell you this. I think we did. Wait you a minute, this, hang folks.
1: on. Uh, in, in full disclosure, I think they sent us an LRF demo before they were even released in the U.S. We That's had a true. demo that we had for, yeah. I don't know, a
0: few weeks. Yeah. And that includes all the scopes, also the Trigicons, the Halos. Yes. Everything has been bought and paid for. Absolutely. So been, Nobody we, has sent we us do anything. This for show, free, yeah. Ever. This show. The show does not owe anybody favors when it comes to giving good reviews. I can promise you I that. I promise you that,
1: too. I'm <laughs> going to choose the RXQ. I, I do think it's such a close race. And yeah. so so this is what I tell people. When you call me about this, I can go ahead and tell you what I'm going to tell you. Um, we'll talk about all this that we just went over. And then I'll say, do you want to record video? Mm-hmm. And I get guys that go, I don't even want it on my scope. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Do you want to record video? Well, from what yeah. it sounds like,
0: everybody from what it sounds like, everybody that calls into you is from Deep East Texas. They are. If that's what, if <laughs> that's the voice that they use,
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're at least from the south. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, so so with that said, uh, I say do you, you know, you want to record video, and if it's anything from. Yeah, you know, maybe I do. Absolutely, then I go buy the RXQ. I mean, I'm sorry, buy the two three three. If you don't yeah. want to buy, uh, if you don't want to record video, buy the the RXQ. I, I mean, yeah. I just think it's that. To to me, it's really that simple. And so
0: I just. Yeah, wh- I mean, I think you're right, man. I think the I think. They're so close in performance that it comes down to, do you want a recorder? Do you not want a recorder? And they're, they're and, not even just yeah.
1: performance. We didn't get into it, uh, but size, weight. Uh, th- those dimensions are so similar. Uh, everything about them, I'm serious when I say this. It's like twins separated, you know, and, and raised in two different families because they are just so close. And I don't know. Um, I do have an appreciation of Pulsar, for doing what they did with this scope when they came out with it being the least expensive, you know, quality thermal Mm -hmm. scope on the market with these kind of specs, uh, you know, coming out with this AMOLED being, you know, waterproof, uh, submersible, uh, you know, 17 microns, all the things at the time, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, which was a really big deal. Nobody had seen, you got, you got to think about it like this. When this scope came out, it was replacing $3,500 Thirty five hundred dollar scopes for nineteen hundred dollars, yeah. and so I don't know. Yeah. I just always have some kind of weird allegiance to it. I think it's a really good scope. Um, I do wish that you could record video with it, but I, I think just for the real value for the guy who's looking wait, to say, get wait, into say. it,
0: yeah. Hang on, before you start crawfishing, okay? We we the listeners want the answer. What is the best? entry level scope available on the market right now. What's your answer on that? Because you're crawfishing right now. So I'm, trying to, I'm not to I'm trying crawl to, I've got the I've got the little piece of bacon tied on the end of the string and I'm dipping it down there and I'm okay. trying to so, get you to so, grab onto it. Okay.
1: So hang on. My pick <laughs> my just general pick is the RXQ. But okay. but if you want to know that's my personal pick. But you want to know what okay. I, if if I think that the the 233 overall our pick for the Late Night Vision show. I, I'm going to say, and this is going to be meat and a little bit of crow here. I, generally, if I had to just say, yeah, the best overall package combo, the deal, I would probably have to give it to the FLIR 233, and I'm going to say why. There's there's one thing you didn't mention, and, it's, and this is an important factor. And I'm not kidding. I'm being serious here. I know you think I'm fixing to bring up something silly, but I'm being serious. The video recording is a big deal for a lot of people. It's not a big deal to other people, but if you buy the RXQ, not everybody, but a lot of people, I would say the vast majority of people want a quick detach mount. They don't want the eight and a half inch long mount. They want the smaller, lighter weight mount, and that's a hundred dollars additional. And it's a, and it's a decent mount. We sell a lot of mm-hmm. them. I don't, nothing, not going to apologize for the mount, uh, but it is a, a basic quick detach mount. I mean, it's, you know, Pulsar makes it. Uh, so again, it, it's what it is, what it is. But if you buy the 233, you're getting pre-attached the American Defense Manufacturing QD mount, which is a high-end yeah Return to zero mount and if we say it's just worth what the pulsar mount is, that's a hundred dollars. so now that that makes the the rxq 2000 and it makes the 233 the, you know 2200 there's two hundred dollars of difference yeah. and to be honest with you that American defense mount, if if you just bought that mount by itself, in which you know, obviously they don't sell it, but it's going to be one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars. Yeah. So there's a lot of value in that. I the one thing that again I always bring up, and you always snicker at me, but I like <laughs> it in the the new Pulsar thermions as well. I like being able to change the color of the crosshairs. I think yeah, that's a it's a that's big true. help to me uh, to to change that. So. Mm-hmm. I think there are some little things that if I had to give it an overall, it doesn't mean I'm gonna recommend it to every single person because if it comes down to saving 300 bucks, 300 bucks is 300 bucks. And if it comes yeah. down to not needing video, I'm gonna put it on a rifle and leave it on there. I think some people can buy the RXQ, but I do believe overall value uh, for this this market and this price point, I will concur and say that the PTS-233 would be my overall well, winner.
0: You know, you brought, you bring up a great point with the mount. I didn't even think about it, but you're exactly right. That that American Defense Manufacturing mount is is a great mount. It's the mount that, it's not the identical mount, but we use the, and suggest the American Defense Manufacturing um, 30 millimeter rings, uh, one piece QD for the Thermions. I love it. It's a great, solid mount. Envision is
1: using the American Defense mount on their...
0: It's got the the locking, um, you know, throw lever Lever on it. So, yeah, it's awesome. So, good point. Yeah, and I I can totally agree. But, you know, folks, um, I think uh, from what you've heard, if you call in and you talk to either one of us, if you say, I don't want recording... Um, you're probably going to get a suggestion of the core. If you say, I'd like to have a recording or I'm on the fence on it, we may suggest the PTS-233. But folks, you have heard it. Um, Man, I feel like I should... Be well, wearing a world championship belt around I, my. I think that stomach I right think now.
1: we both ate a little crow. You admitted we did, that the, I did. the two three, th- I you mean know, yeah, the RXQ a yeah. slightly crisper image, and then because I came I around remember, and said overall I will agree yeah. with you on this one. So
0: I I since the time that I first looked through the new core RXQ thirty V I've eaten a lot of crow on this because you and I did debate it and it took a lot of convincing and a lot of looking for me to change my mind, but. Uh, you were right on that. It does have a, a slightly better image, but so it's slight.
1: I, I mean, it's, it's
0: yeah, it's slight.
1: You got to put them side by side and squint. So,
0: well, folks, that rounds out our best of series. So we've done. Let's read. Let's recap this, and you can find these all on the Late Night website. All of our past episodes. We did the uh, best thermal, best high end thermal, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yep, the best high end thermal, which was uh, yeah. basically. Over
0: every six over grand, yeah. Every best thermal under six grand, yep. And the best thermal under four thousand. That's right. Uh, and, then and now we've been best level. entry level thermals. So and we, we, you can find them all.
1: Yeah, and we we actually we've run out of. This is for 2019. We'll hopefully do it again for 2020, and uh we there's a couple other categories of small things i would like to do we've kind of run out of time for 2019 so uh we'll probably do some interesting stuff with that next year and and one thing i had somebody ask me they said why are you doing this at the end of the year well because so much of this stuff in our industry um, is announced in january and early in the year Mm -hmm. and may not start shipping until spring or summer sometimes even fall and so uh, it's not real, we can't judge an optic that we haven't even seen yet, and so it, it logically just makes sense for us to do it at the end of the year after we've gotten all the optics in our hands yeah. for a long enough period of time that we can yeah. you know accurately judge them. So that's why, that's awesome. and so hopefully, yeah, we'll we'll do
0: it again next year. So if you're interested in purchasing the uh, Pulsar Core RXQ30V or the FLIR PTS233 or any night vision or thermal scope. Uh, you can all find all of these units on the late night. On, well, you can find them there. <laughs> you can find them. <laughs> I'm just. I'm dead set on y'all going to the late night. You are. Show. go com. there. Check uh, it out. Go check out all the optics that we talk about. Uh, outdoorlegacygear.com. You can find all of our past episodes uh, either on our website, thelatenightvisionshow.com, or on YouTube. You can give Jason a call if you have a question. Uh, if you're interested in buying a scope, you'd rather hear him in person. There's a lot of people that call Jason up and they are uh, surprised that they actually get to talk to the the celebrity that's on on the podcast. So uh, call up and talk to Jason Robertson and uh, you know, you get a scope from him, you get to talk to him. He's a nice man, but 877-350-1818. You can also find Outdoor Legacy Gear on uh, Instagram, on Facebook, uh, YouTube, go subscribe and follow everywhere on there. You can find uh, obviously the Late Night Vision Show on Instagram and Facebook. And YouTube, please subscribe, like I've always already said. And you can find me, that's Hans ETX. You can find my YouTube channel uh, about to put out my year-end video, which is the best hog drops of the year and the best coyote drop. So I'm frantically working, trying to splice to get splice together video right now for that show. Um, but it's going to be packed. If you like to see hogs get dropped and coyotes get dropped, y'all need to check it out. It's Hans ETX on YouTube, also on Instagram, Hans ETX. And uh, we appreciate it. Y'all come back next week for the Christmas show. Um, Jason, what yeah, else you want to say? I,
1: I want to say one more thing. You may call and uh, you might actually get to talk to Hans because Hans does uh, talks to a lot of customers as well. Yeah? And okay. so – uh, don't feel bad if, if you call and I, I give you the, uh, the the janitor that's over there picking up the garbage. No, I'm just teasing. Hans knows no, these they optics. they call me and they is, say, hey,
0: I'll just call back because I want to talk to Jason. <laughs> that, no,
1: that's not true. Ha- Hans uh, knows these optics a- as well as I do yeah. or better. And so, yeah, you, you may get to talk to Hans as well. But anyway, folks, we do appreciate y'all listening. And uh, the next time that we talk to you, Uh, I guess we'll be after Christmas because, yeah, that's right. This is going to come. That's right. We'll be a couple days after Christmas, but that's going to be our Christmas episode. So uh, if we don't talk to you before then, uh, we wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas, and we will be uh, back on the flip side of that. And so thanks for watching, and stay tuned for next week. Y'all stay safe in the fields and keep making those bacon pancakes.